Greetings, game music lovers. I'm Bedroth, and you're listening to BG Mania B-Sides. This week, we're going to take a listen to the fantastic soundtrack of Cassette Beasts. And we're going to start things off with the heartfelt version of Eugene's theme. Welcome back, everyone. Before I get started, real quick, if you'd be so kind, head on over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whichever podcast you're using to listen and drop us a quick rating or review. It does help the show to grow in terms of visibility, and we really appreciate it. Remember that we're also on Patreon now as well, patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Take a look at the tiers, see what we're doing, and if you feel so inclined, drop us a couple of bucks each month. If not, continuing to listen to the episodes as they upload does wonders as well. And of course, special shout out to our current executive producers, Jexax and Sanku. This week we've got something just a little bit different going on. Before I get into that, let me address uh, Eugene's theme, the heartfelt version, which we opened up with is not the first track on the soundtrack to Cassette Beasts. Uh, I just wanted to open up with that one because it has such a wholesome and, yes, heartfelt sound. It just makes me smile, and I think that's a great way to start the episode. This is one of three instrumental picks that you will hear on the show today. The rest of the songs will be vocal tracks in a pretty big departure from, well, from the two episodes I've done so far, but also just in general, from what you'll hear on a lot of EGM podcasts. Cassette Beasts was developed by Byton Studio, published by Raw Fury, runs on the Godot engine, and it was released on Microsoft platforms, Linux, and Nintendo Switch. So no PlayStation, no Apple, sorry guys, but it is currently on Game Pass, and uh, well, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later, as you'll hear. Uh, This is a role-playing game, specifically kind of a Pokemon-like, which we will also get into. And the soundtrack for this game was written and produced by Joel Bayless. The vocals that you will hear on the majority of this track were done by Shelby Harvey. The game was originally released on April 26, 2023, and it was actually 
sometime BG Mania co-host and former Media Files co-host Kyle's number one video game soundtrack of the year. And because of that, Kyle is actually going to be joining me on most of this episode. Uh, we had about a 20-minute conversation about the game and about a couple of other random things because it's been a while since we got to chat. And I'm going to be breaking up that conversation in between the tracks and coming back in to just briefly introduce each one before it plays. Hopefully that doesn't make for too clunky of an episode, but as always, this is really going to be about the music. So, um, I guess with all of that said, let's go ahead and get into our next track, and then we will get into my conversation with Kyle about Cassette Beasts. The first vocal track that we're going to listen to is called Shot in the Dark. I love the 80s vibe of all of these tracks. There's lots of flash dance and such. I was actually listening to this playlist the other day at the gym, and this is one of the tunes that made me turn the treadmill up. Fantastic beat. Fun fact, the instrumental portion around the 227 mark also appears in Arrow of Time, which we'll be hearing later on in the show. The wiki for the game says that this is for battles with human opponents. Once again, let's take a listen to Shot in the Dark, written by Joel Bayliss and performed by Shelby Harvey.
Welcome to the show, bud. Hey, thanks, man. Glad to be. This is a this is the first time I've been on BG Mania with not Brian. Yeah, I know. It's kind of crazy. I did one episode before I started B-Sides where I, I talked about classical music. And I can't. I think I did an episode where I was talking about the video game music that was at the Tokyo Olympics. But I think that might have been on very good music. Um, so my brain's kind of foggy. I'm getting old. But yeah, uh, it is weird. Who'd you say is your favorite classical composer? Did you did you say it in that episode? Your fl- your favorite classical oh, composer? Oh gosh, who is it? Um, I think my favorite classical suite is the Planets by Gustav Holst. That isn't that a. Have you seen the Bluey episode that features? Oh yes, Planets. Yeah, isn't that a? Good I mean, one? first of all, I've seen every Bluey episode, but yes, I know the one you're talking about, and it's a fantastic episode. On top of amazingly fantastic. I haven't watched the new episodes that that just recently came out, like two weeks ago. Dude. They're so good. Season three is okay. so good. Yeah. Okay. You, you I need to watch it. Yeah. You got to make time when you can, when you're not out, you know, being a doctor. I think, you know, I think if stuff. you chose Holtz as your, as your favorite classical composer, I think that would be totally acceptable. I think he's an absolutely great composer and I, that's a good answer to that. He question. is amazing. It's hard for me to um, pull to mind other things he did besides the planets. Um, other contenders for me are Modest Mussorgsky. Um, okay. Tchaikovsky. Uh, I, I tend Koski's to really lean yeah. toward like the Russian and, and Slavic composers, um, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's I gravitate more toward individual pieces than than overall composers. But sure, of, of, of course, right. It's yeah. also really hard to deny. I mean, Mozart, he was he was the goat. So yeah, I'm a I'm I'm a big fan of Chopin. I was going to ask. Uh, yeah, your turn. Love, love, love Chopin. I'm also a huge fan of Satie. Uh, if you're okay. familiar with Satie's yeah. work, which you probably are, even if you if you don't know it by name, but uh, yeah. I think I think Satie's music is so like reflective, and I think it I, I, Satie's music almost feels like it was composed like in the 21st century, like it's so modern mm. for being 150 years old, almost. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah, that's one of the things I love about about guys from that era, like him and Holst, and I think Mussorgsky was from not too far away from that time. Uh, because their music is so important to 20th century classical and like media music, not necessarily popular music a little bit, oh, but like film yeah. and Richard Strauss, same thing. Yeah, yes. Like we yeah. would not be talking about what we're talking about without guys like that. Um, the absolutely, yeah. That era of classical music particularly influenced um, modern gay music as much as popular music did, I think. And it's, yeah, it's really, oh, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, man. I'm leaving all that in, even though it has nothing to do with what we're talking about, which is very different from classical music. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> good. It's good conversation. I'll talk about Satie and Strauss and Tchaikovsky anytime, man. man I'll have to do, uh, like maybe I'll, I'll cover one of those Chopin games. Um, and we can, we can come back and talk about classical music again. There was an RPG. I think it was called Frederick. Oh, really? Um, actually, there, there are three of those. There's another one, though, and I'm going to kick myself for not thinking of it, but there, there is an RPG about the life of Chopin that I'm going to have to find and send you the name of. I've never heard of that, but that's awesome. I will, I will figure it out. I, you know, and admittedly, I don't know, like, biographical details of Chopin. I, I like the music. Uh-huh. I like the composer, but I don't think I understand a lot of his biographical details, so that would be interesting. Yeah, and, I mean, I, I learned a little bit about it in college, um... Uh, okay, the game is called Eternal Sonata. It was for the P3, 
PS3, and Xbox 360. So Composer was... I think I've heard of the game, actually. So Composer and uh, Arranger, of course, also was Motoi Sakuraba. So he's, okay. a, he's a big one. He did all the Tales all games. Right, he's go. done a lot of... A lot of good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Brian and I like him a lot. Anyway, <clears throat> you were trying to segue us, and then I held us back. So what are we talking about today, sir? Why are you here? We are talking about my soundtrack of 2023, Cassette Beasts, baby. All right. Next up, we're going to take a listen to Cross Your Heart. This one is a step in a different, much darker direction. It feels like a boss battle. I really love Shelby's vocals here, and more than maybe any other song on the OST, this song, especially the chorus, really reminds me of Megan McDuffie. For anybody who doesn't know who she is, you haven't listened to BG Media, but uh, I imagine it will be able to... I imagine it will be featuring at least something of hers in the future, but go look her up if you've never heard of her. That comparison is never a bad thing, especially when it comes to me. Uh, actually, the wiki tells me that this is a battle theme for wild monster encounters. So, not a boss battle, but still still a battle. Wild monsters. Uh, this song, once again, was written and performed by Joel Bayliss, vocals by Shelby Harvey. Additional backing vocals on this track are performed by Emily Rakes, and additional guitar on this track is by Robbie Reed Rees. Once again, this is Cross Your Heart.
That is why you're here. Uh, this is one of the glaring omissions from the best of 2023 episode that we did. There was just too much good music to pack into a 14 track episode. And, you know, if anybody else had covered it or if I had covered it on a different week, then it could have been different songs. And I think every other B side I'm doing is going to be. Like, and when I say every other, I mean alternating B-sides. I'm going to do a week where I'm talking about a soundtrack that should have been in that episode if it were, if it were big enough. And then the next week I'm going to talk about a, a soundtrack that was in that episode that I want to explore more. So first started with Fantasian since I've been wanting to talk about that soundtrack for literally years. Uh, then last week was Paranormosite because it, it was my soundtrack of 2023. And then now this one. Uh, and I really wanted to have you on to talk a little about why this soundtrack was so special to you and find out if the game was also special to you and if so what did you think of it so why don't so i i think i beat 37 games in 2023 i think was my total maybe 38 somewhere around there was my total count um and cassette beasts was amongst those games and it didn't you know it didn't make it into my top five of the games of the year Mm -hmm. but i think it if I would have gone by playtime, I think it probably was up there. I think it was probably one of my three most played games of 2023, uh, both between me and my kids. We played so much Cassette Beasts throughout 2023. My kids still hop into it and play it every now and then. And I think it's a really, really great game. I mean, kind of topical right now, being a small evolution on the Pokemon formula, mm-hmm with Pal World being out as right. well, that, you know, these composers, or I'm not composers, these these game directors and game developers are starting to explore that monster-collecting, fighting genre just a little wider than Pokemon Company, Game Freak, and Nintendo have ever kind of given themselves the liberty to do. So uh, that was that was definitely my, my Pokemon-like game of... 2023 and we loved it there have always been those kind of pokemon contenders and in some areas i would i would say possibly have surpassed pokemon in places but you know thinking about things like yokai watch and digimon and um yugioh to an extent and uh but then there there have yeah. been the the lesser the lesser known ones the one that comes to mind for me it came out a few years ago is monster sanctuary um Yep, yep, that was a Which big was, one. Yeah, that, that was really big. I, I have I discovered that one uh, in 2023. Not discovered, but I finally got it in 2023 and spent quite a bit of time with that, along with my my middle kid, Lemon Boy. Uh, he and I uh, really really enjoy that game a lot. And uh, the music is is okay, but then when I heard about Cassette Beasts, okay, I was immediately intrigued. And the formula sounds like a really really fresh take on the Pokemon formula. It's 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 more different 
uh, in some of the mechanics and in, in the story, the, the tone um, and the scale of the story and, of course, the setting are pretty different. But the music is such a big part of the game for obvious reasons. Next up, we're going to listen to Face Down. This is another heart pumper, although much more punk rocking than the 80s synth vibing that we heard before. Still dancing, just maybe with some moshing thrown in for good measure. <laughs> this theme plays when you fight ranger captains, so I guess it's a mini-boss theme? Stronger monsters? Anyway, let's take a listen to Face Down. What, what do you think it is about the way the game is played that makes the music so important in this game? So, I, I mean, obviously it's cassette beasts, right? The, the point of the game is you have this magical tape recorder and you put cassettes in and there's different types of cassettes you can get that work on different type of beasts, but you are not capturing beasts. You are recording them into your 
special magical recorder, right? And then you get to actually use them and summon them and they get to do your bidding for you much in the way that a Pokemon game would react that way. Um, and, and it's all 2v2 battles in Cassette Beasts, whereas Pokemon is usually 1v1. Um, and not that's not a huge change on the formula, but it does kind of add a new dynamic. There is typing, just like there is in Pokemon. But mm-hmm. because everything is kind of centered around this mid-1980s era, early 90s era aesthetic and uh, vibe, I guess. And so a lot of the music does feel kind of 80s rockish, 90s rockish. Um, mm-hmm. Most of the chapters of the game are actually named after lyrics from popular like 80s songs. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, and I don't I don't have it. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to pull up like a, a list of the chapters or something so that I have that on hand, but it's 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 very cool. So and and you just get a lot of different um references like that to popular music in the game. Next up, we're going to listen to same old story. This one is a fan favorite. On Bandcamp, this was called out as the favorite song more than any other track on the soundtrack. A hit among hits. I think the main reason it's so popular is that it also comes at a pivotal moment in the game, when you fight your first Archangel. And according to the wiki, it actually plays when you fight each subsequent Archangel as well. I included the play-in, called Archangel Encounter, because a few commenters mentioned how well it leads into same old story. So, let's take a listen.
I've done a little bit of research into the game just to kind of familiarize myself. Uh, I, I don't do a ton, but I do enough to be at least somewhat competent. And from what I, I understood, and I have played some of the demo, the setting is you wake up and find yourself in this sort of pocket dimension that is right. sort of locked in time. And it does have that aesthetic of sort of the, the, the 80s, 90s um, sort of fusion of those eras. And speaking of fusion, so what, what actually happens in the game um, is instead of summoning the monsters, you actually sort of summon their essence, I guess, and turn into the monster in the battle. Um, and you can also, you can sort of enhance your monster by putting stickers on their cassette tape. That's right, uh, yes. and, and, and that can, gives them different moves and stuff, yeah. And one of the cool functions that also is very important to the soundtrack is you can mix tapes together and create fusions between monsters. That's and right. there are fusions possible, if I'm not mistaken, between all of the monsters in the game. So there's a really, really big variety of, of fusions that you can create. Yeah, it's it's it really turns out pretty cool. Um, you know, there are there are portions of the game that get kind of surreal like that, where you're going to try to see how these two fuse, how these two beasts fuse together and you get this kind of wacky looking thing, you know, but it ends up being powerful. But then you 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 do play <laughs> with that a little bit. Um, there's also some really neat, like you said, it it's this pocket dimension type setting that you're in and you're trying to escape. You're trying to get home. And so because there's this interdimensional facet to the game, there is also a lot of weird things that happen. And I'm trying not... I don't want to spoil anything here for those that might play it. I think people yeah, should the, play yeah, this game if you're a year fan old of, and... Yeah. There's a lot of weird things that come and go in the game uh, that you wouldn't expect... Also, if that if that makes any sense, like the the game has this very pixelated graphic style, and then there will be something mm -hmm. that happens that's not pixel graphics, and you're like, "Whoa, that was oh. weird," you know. So okay. so little little things like that here and there that are very neat to come across. Also, like we talked about, the music playing a part of this game. I think it's I think it's a very cool decision, maybe a very unique decision, to have so many vocalized tracks on this soundtrack in a yes. game that's pixel graphics, not something you might expect. Something I certainly didn't expect. That's where the fusion uh, technique comes in, because uh, one of the things I read when I was studying for the episode is uh, the, the soundtrack, by and large, while you're playing, a lot of the game is instrumental. But during the battles, if you fuse, the vocals come in. That's correct, yes. That to me sounds like it would be such a cool gaming experience yeah there and... there are other areas in the in the game where vocals come in just kind of naturally um being in like mm -hmm. the inn where you save and switch party members and stuff like that um that there's vocals there i can think of a few spots that have vocals and next up is our instrumental intermission called new Wirral park I love, love, love the quietly triumphant feel of this track. It doesn't seem like it would be a good track to run to, but it actually was nice and calming and helped me remember to breathe when I was at the gym running. What would I mean? <laughs> the guitar strings 
The guitar stings were perfect for giving me these little mini boosts that I needed when I was starting to get tired. I also love when the drums pick up after the two minute mark. Probably my favorite instrumental track on the soundtrack. Once again, let's take a listen to New Wirral Park. Thank you. 
some of those I mean, some okay. of those tracks are just burned into my brain because I listen to them so much while playing the game. But also I would listen to the soundtrack just kind of going about my business through my day. I'd, I'd pull it up on YouTube music and cruise through it because yeah. I like the song so much. Let's let's talk about that a little bit because the game, like you said, was was charming and it it was good and people should play it. But the soundtrack is really the reason that we're here. And I know for me, not even having any attachment to the game, this soundtrack has grown on me. And I've listened to it quite a bit to decide what I was going to narrow down for the episode. And I recently started going to the gym myself, and this is an excellent gym soundtrack. Um, there, some of these songs, when they come on, you just can't help, but, you know, turn up the treadmill a little bit and push yourself and just, you know, drive through, mat, match your pace to the beats and just kind of let it right. take you on a ride. Yeah. And so, so what are some of the musical moments in the game that you may not even necessarily remember specific songs, although if you do, that's great. But do you remember any moments in the game? In the game, when the soundtrack was meaningful to you, but also what are some memories that you just have with this soundtrack, and why do you think it's your number one of 2023? That was um, a lot of questions. Take them in any order. Yeah, no, no, no. I think there's there's one specific song that does stand out, and I think it's called Wherever We Are Now, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that is a great one. I think that's the one that y'all brought to Radio Hour earlier this yes, year. Yes, yeah, it was on Radio Hour earlier this year. I, I did submit that track, uh, not knowing that this was going to be a reality, but um, right. <laughs> it's it's such a good song that has a lot of character to it about, you know, everybody in this world, you know, and, and, and you could, Shelby Harvey's the singer and she's so good and everybody in this world has struggles, right? But we're no matter what, we're going to be in this together, right? We're going to do this together. And you hear this song really early into the game. However, mm -hmm. as you go throughout the game, like I said, the entire game is played 2v2. And so each human gets to summon a beast and you always have a companion with you. You do have a companion following you like you would in maybe like a Final Fantasy game, right? But there's probably, mm -hmm. if I had to guess, maybe eight companions that you get throughout the game. And your job throughout the game is figuring out how to help them resolve the issues that they're going through in their life currently. And they're and they're like real world problems. It's like, you know, I'm depressed right now. I'm, I'm having trouble with school or work. I have a crush on this person. I uh, my family doesn't care about it. little things like that. Or, well, I guess big things to these characters. But you have to kind of help them figure out how to solve these issues in their life. And as you do, you gain relationship status with them. There is a relationship aspect to this game as well. And if you're able to get the relationship high enough and recruit all of these characters into your party, again, try not to spoil anything, but it does pay mm -hmm. off in a really big way, in a way in this game where that song about everybody kind of being in this in this together, right? We're we're all going through the same stuff and we just need to be kind to each other and help each other out. That pays off narratively in this game too. And so that song, even though I love the song, just musically, I like it even more because it fits to the narrative of the story really well. All right. And getting back to the vocal tracks, our next one is called Like Chimeras. This is another gem bop. This one also made me want to turn the treadmill up, and it came at a good point in the back half of my workout when I really needed a second wind. 
I think this is the deep cut sleeper favorite that are more of a thing on intentionally structured albums. It's less in your face than same old story, shot in the dark and face down, but I think it has the best lyrics on the soundtrack. This is a battle theme for rogue fusions, who are kind of like naturally occurring, well, natural for the world of the game, chimeras. So, once again, let's listen to Like Chimeras. See, um, I can tell if you're spoiling something because I have not played the game yet, like I said. And right. all that you're doing is whetting my appetites. Uh, it's just making me want to play more. So You got um, it. You got to play. It. Hey, I, I got I got a list of all the chapters in this game. Here we go. Ready? It's, yeah, I'm go not going to say all of them, but it's, it's names like This is the World We Live In, Land of Confusion, Take Me On, uh, All I Ever Needed, uh, Everybody's Looking for Something, um... How does it feel on the hunt? A lot of like <laughs> '80s lyrics and songs in there. So as as chapter <laughs> names, 
That's cool. Isn't That's that cool? super cool, man. The the thoughts that was put in this game and and the spirit and the motive behind it were are just that is like right up our alley. And there is you and I so are much heart parts, in this game. But so much heart in this game. But we're all part of that. We're we're all part of that, that older millennial sort of generation, and it's it, it, this just speaks to us. I think you don't have to be that age to enjoy this game. Absolutely. Of course, the, the you know yeah. with, with everything else, but but it, it's. It's got just that extra little touch of spice for, for people, I think, our age. Um, so, yeah, Wherever We Are Now is not on the soundtrack, and that is the only reason. Uh, that, that is the song that plays in the area of the game called Harbor Town, uh, from what Correct. the wiki tells me. And um, all of the, the vocal tracks that I am playing are from different types of battles. I did bring a couple of other tracks, so this is going to be you know kind of away from from those but the the first one that i'm bringing is the heartfelt version of eugene's theme yeah. so what do you uh tell us a little bit about eugene and um and who he is oh gosh i i mean if eugene remember, is one of the companions on that the you get um mm-hmm. it's one of those things where i i I really don't want to tell you about the characters because getting to know the okay. characters is so much a part of what I enjoyed about this game. And okay. there's uh, and they're, and they're they're so lived in characters, you know, and the way that when you rest at campsites to like heal your party or whatever, you know, you end up having conversations with these characters that are okay. Very personal. You get really get into like personal conversations with these characters sometimes, and it helps your relationship increase with them. I, 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 I remember I a lot of Eugene's story, but again, it's mm-hmm. it's it's something that all of the characters in this game are awesome. They're so good, and okay. and, and and it's it's worth it to play through it just to see that. I think even if you like those relationship type games, and at, at the very least, I, I would also say, you know, I have done some some watches of playthroughs for games that I knew that I would not get through myself or or just just wasn't going to buy. Yeah. And it sounds like this is one of those that the story is strong enough to to carry it as a narrative as well. Um, and I totally respect that. Uh, that also, I think, explains why there's a heartfelt version of this theme, because there are certain ex- um, times when you're with these characters and the situation calls for um, a more a more subdued, um, a little bit more yes. emotional style of their of their their theme music. Next up, we have Arrow of Time. This is another rocker, and this is the one that was called to back in our first vocal track, Shot in the Dark. Another lyrically impressive tune. It's got the feeling of a late game, inspiring go get 'em lead up to a final boss. This one also happened at a good point in my workout. Uh, oh, and after checking the wiki, it is indeed the final boss theme. So let's take a listen. Uh, and haven't mentioned it in a while, but composed by Joel Bayliss and performed by Shelby Harvey. Let's take a listen to Arrow of Time. Yeah. 
Well, the the intermission music that I brought is uh, called New World Park, and that's how I'm pronouncing that word, uh, W-I-R-R-A-L. Uh-huh. Uh, obviously, a an environmental theme, um, uh, meaning that it has to do with a setting that you find yourself in. And um, how big is this world uh, as far as how, how long it took you to play the game and how many different areas there are, roughly? I think... I mean, it is all one connected overworld map uh, besides some like buildings and caves that you go into. I I think it's probably pretty comparable to something like Link to the Past. Okay. Okay. Good comparison. It, it's decent sized. Yeah. There's a there's a lot to see and do in this game. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Maybe maybe like maybe like Link to the Past. I, I think that's probably a really good comparison actually and then the last instrumental track that i brought there are only three um the opener the intermission and the closer and the closer is just goodbyes which sounds to me like the end game sort of cutscene music we don't even have to really talk about that it's self-explanatory yeah, I'm, not, I'm not gonna say <laughs> any anything about that so um but yeah so that that is uh, that's our conversation about cassette beasts um you know i told you we weren't going to go too long but before we do go a couple of things uh is there anything else that you want to say about this game or any of the tracks or the music in general that we that we didn't get to talk about it's on game pass go play it it is uh, for for anybody who doesn't have um xbox uh, it is also on steam and on switch and it is currently uh, on 25 percent off sale on switch so I, I will say I will say that when it came out, performance on Switch was awful, from what I understand. Okay. It's been a while since it's been out, and so, so uh, do your research. Yeah, I'm, it may have patched. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but yeah, do your research first. I played it on PC via Game Pass and didn't have much of an issue. My children played it on. Nope, I didn't play it on PC. I played it on Xbox. Okay, I thought I played it on PC. Cool. I did not. Uh, but yeah, I played it on my Xbox and didn't have much of an issue. But the the performance on Switch was pretty bad. Yeah, I totally forgot that you can get Game Pass on PC. I have not paid for it yet, but, uh, you know, I, I might have to to check this out. So we will see. Our final vocal track of the episode is called Your Inception. Not as much to say about this one. It's one I always recognize when it comes on, but it's not quite as rocking as Arrow of Time or Face Down, nor as Cynthia is shot in the dark or like Chimera's. Just a solid tune. Still great to run to, and it carried me through to the end of my workout. The wiki tells me that this is the battle theme for a hidden post-game boss fight, so that's pretty cool. Kyle and I actually didn't even talk about the post-game in our conversation, but there is one. <laughs> so, all right. So, one last time, our last track performed by Shelby Harvey. Let's take a listen to Your Inception.
All right, man. Well, um, sadly, Media Files uh, has uh, has um, closed its doors, but you are still found every um, every couple of months or so on BG Mania talking about a soundtrack that I can't join Brian to talk about. <laughs> Love getting in. Yeah, love getting in. I was supposed, you took my spot on Alan Wake too. I was supposed to be there. What happened? Uh, Brian said right you just never he just never got around to getting with you, and he was going to go ahead and record it. And <sighs> I said, uh, well, hey, if you're going to go ahead and do it, and not wait, then I'll jump in. I'm good. <laughs> so well, we'll blame Brian. Little, we'll blame Brian. Little snake. <laughs> do you have anything that you would like to? to plug um e- either something you're playing something you're reading something you watched um anything you'd like to share with with the listeners before we go oh man oh i wasn't ready for this Me- you're right media files is over go uh oh geez you know what yeah i read a real good book recently tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow by gabriel zevin great book i had zanku read it he loved it uh, yeah, I saw you guys I like talking that about book it. A lot. Go read I, that I've book. heard about that. Yeah. I'll have to add that one to to my list. I'm actually reading currently not a new book, but a book that was recommended in one of um, Nick Offerman's books. I'm a big Offerman fan, and he's written a few a few books over the years, mostly outdoorsy stuff. And his favorite author is a guy named Wendell Berry, uh, who's okay. a very very like homey down home. It's it's like folk music uh, version of book genres. It's that genre of books. Love it. Uh, the British flavor would be James Harriet, the the veterinary doctor who wrote some stories about some of, some uh, of his experiences. Yeah. So if you like, or James Harrio, however you want to pronounce his name, um, if you if you ever read him and like him, uh, you will like Wendell Berry. Um, he also has kind of a Steinbeckian flavor to him, Steinbeck and a little bit of Hemingway. It's it's that in that sort of vein, very very sparse prose but these characters are just so evocative and you fall in love with them i read his first book nathan coulter and i'm currently on the follow-up um a place on earth and it is captivating really love it so you 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 sold me with steinbeck that's my third favorite author so have you ever read cannery row i'm that's one that i haven't do i need to i would check that one out it's uh it, it it's the book i keep thinking of as i listen to a place on earth because it uh, Cannery Row is a series of sort of um, I can't remember the word. I used to be an English teacher. Uh, it, it's a series of sort of vignettes. Um, there are twenty-ish sure. chapters, maybe, in the book, and each one follows one of the characters in the book through like a little excursion or episode. And about halfway through, they start coming together to form the story. And that, Gorgeous. yeah, that is kind of how this one is set up. So I would recommend both of those. Then two old books: A Place on Earth by Wendell Berry and Cannery Row by John Steinbeck. I think it's one of his deep cuts. Beautiful. <laughs> I'll I'll put it on my uh, put it on my list. All right, man. Well, uh, everyone, I hope that you enjoyed the digressions and the classical music and uh, literature uh, on this episode. Kyle, it has been an absolute pleasure as always having you on. And uh, hey, thanks for having me, Bedroth. Godspeed. Yeah. Thanks for joining me. Take care, man. And that is unfortunately going to do it for this episode of BG Mania B-Sides. Made possible by RPGera.com. I do want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. If you like video game music and more importantly you like us and you want to help us grow the show, check out our description box for ways you can do just that, including a link to join our Discord community. Click it, join it, and interact with us. I want to once again thank Kyle for joining us and thank you all for listening to the episode. 
Next week, we have another pretty big departure from the tone that we've been setting. I think all of these are going to be fairly different from one another. But it's going to be another game, as I mentioned in my conversation with Kyle, that I did play a track from on our Best of 2023 episode. So, if you haven't listened to it yet, go back, check it out, and uh, see if you can guess what I might be talking about. Taking us out of the episode, once again written and produced by Joel Bayless, we're going to listen to a track that is simply called Goodbyes. It's a fitting final track. It's got some beautiful piano and some callbacks once again to Arrow of Time. And I have nothing left to say about this track and nothing left to say about this game. Thanks again for joining us. And we'll see you next time on BG Mania B-Sides. <laughs>